It's a dark cloud over my life, knowing that there has not been a Black Hole remake. My life has not yet been complete. But it's a tag team effort on each other with Canadian men. Horror movies are great, and life is good, and now I'm a cynical old man. And this movie's a piece of shit, and I loved it. Ah! <laughs> oh, wow. Bing, 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 bing. Just gone. He was eating me. Jim Wynorski, cheers. Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that records in front of a live studio audience comprised entirely of Tibetan monks who have taken a vow of silence. Thank I'm God. Eric I'm your believer. <laughs> uh, how are you doing tonight, sir? Um, I'm. You know what? I'm good now. Uh, it's been a bit of a rough day, uh, but it's it always gets better when... Uh, when we start taping and the drinks start uh, being consumed. That's right. I agree. Yeah, same same here. It's been a hell of a week. Just work is yeah smurgerous. <laughs> yeah, it's been nonstop over here. Once we got back from our little Florida trip, it's been nothing but it's been just yeah a lot of work and uh, just getting the kids reacclimated with being back home and all that good stuff. Yeah, I totally understand. Yeah. I've been dealing with mine quite a bit, too. It's been very interesting, to say the least. But uh, uh, what did, uh, what what flavor are you serving up tonight? Oh, t- well, tonight... Um, Still um, the Lord Calvert? Um, no, oh, no, no, no. Tonight I have a nice blended Scotch whiskey. Uh, brand name is Clan McGregor, for those that, oh. are, that are curious. It's, uh, it's found at your finest liquor stores on the bottom shelf. Usually, <laughs> it is. Yeah, usually to <laughs> <It's>, the left... <laughs> It's the upper middle class yes. of bottom shelf yes. garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's the upper Manhattan of the bottom shelf of liquor. <laughs> well, I went and tried something new this week since I've been riding McNaughton so long. I figured, yeah. you know what? I should try and try and break away. And I, I saw one with a label that I just could not pass up. It had a... No, <laughs> oh, this is great. <laughs> Maybe I'll make... I'll put the picture in with uh, the uh, title card on this episode, but... Had a... <laughs> Uh, a burly outdoorsman with a big furry coat and a, a <laughs> rifle and a couple of Alaskan husky type dogs. And it was just called Canadian Hunter. <laughs> That's yeah. <sighs> I couldn't, I could not pass up, uh, purchasing that. And yeah. And, uh, like you said last week, you know what it tastes like? Uh, Canadian blended Scott, uh, whiskey. It's, yeah, it, they all kind of, sort of taste the same. Although, now I will say that Clan McGregor is. Well, we've talked about this before. Clan McGregor is, but that's not a Canadian whiskey. When you get into the Canadian yeah. whiskeys, they're all kind of in the same yeah. realm. But uh, yeah, Clan McGregor. That's that's the that's our premium. Yeah, lower. it is. It is the premium, low budget, uh, independent film. Of booze. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, sci-fi channel asylum booze. Yes. That's what it is. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. Cool. Well, I think we covered all that. Do you want to, anything else you want to, why don't you give us, give us the contact info and we'll, we'll move on to the roulette. I'm already babbly because it's, I'm so tired from no. working so many hours this week. I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, I'm, yeah, we're, you're good. You're good. I got to go first this week on, uh, I got the pole position. So why don't you give us contact info and then we'll move into the roulette. Okay. Contact info is moviefreakspod at yahoo.com is our email address. And you can find us on Facebook. 
uh, at facebook.com backslash movie freaks pod and at Twitter. Twitter handle is at movie freaks pod. So there you go. There is the contact info to get a hold of your good friends over here at movie freaks. Movie freaks. <sighs> All right. Well done. Okay. Let's move into the roulette where we try and uh, force each other to watch movies to... Uh, bleh, I'm a mess already. <laughs> find the gems in the rough and hopefully avoid the grenades. And yeah, uh, yep. last week it was Rebirth up against 12 segundos. Uh-huh. Oh, this will be a fun one. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it will be. Uh, I feel no pity for you. Okay, um, I get to go first. It is Rebirth. I got all my synopsis pulled up here. A white-collar suburban father, Kyle, Fran Kranz. Do you know who that is, that actor? Fran Kranz. No. Whoa. Uh, I don't know. Something got dropped out there. Um, He was the stoner from Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome dude. Oh, yeah. He was great. He was one of my favorite parts of that movie. He's the main character in this movie. White-collar suburban father Kyle, who is surprised by his off, uh, at his office by long-lost college buddy Zach, played by Adam Goldberg, who I know you will know if you see his face. I love Adam Goldberg. Zach is as wild and crazy as ever, brimming with excitement about the self-actualization program he's just finished called Rebirth. He talks Kyle into going on a weekend-long Rebirth retreat, handing over his keys, wallet, and phone. Thus begins his, begins his journey down a bizarre rabbit hole of psychodrama, seduction, and violence. Now, uh, okay, right off the bat, I'm giving this movie a thumbs up. Totally enjoyed it. I'd probably grade it about a B plus. Oh, I would wow. totally watch. I'd totally watch this movie again. The reason that I added it or knew anything about it was because I listened to an interview with Adam Goldberg on uh, Mark Maron. Okay, and I really like Adam Goldberg. Um, Look him up if you if you're not already. Uh, you would totally recognize this guy. He was in Dazed and Confused. He's kind of he's a character actor, but he always makes me laugh. I love his performances. And so listening to that interview and he was talking about Rebirth and that he's proud of it. So I was like, I, I got to check it out. And then it got bounced back and forth in the roulette, and here we are. Yep. Um. So uh, the movie that I would most compare this to, I don't want to tell you what that is. Because that would play like a spoiler. Okay. It's because if I said it's kind of like this movie, then you would be like, okay. You would go into it with a certain set of expectations. Yeah. And you would, it would be kind of spoiled. So I'm going to go a different way and say, because it reminded me of a handful of movies. I will say it kind of, in a weird way, a little bit of Fight Club mixed with that Tony Robbins documentary I was talking about last week. Mm, yeah. Mix those two a little bit together, and you're kind of in the ballpark of what's nice. going on here. And okay. It's another movie with a lot of layers. As the movie progressed, I assumed what was going on, and I was right. And it compared it to that mystery movie that I'm not going to say. And it played out in a sort of similar fashion. And then at the end, they were showing clips... Um. Again, so much of this, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, and I want you to go in as kind of naked as possible. Do you think that I will uh, pick up the same vibes from the movie that you're like the movie that you're not? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, instantly. Cool. Okay. Instantly. Yeah. And don't tell me after the show either. I want to see if I can. Nope. Okay. I'm not telling you at all. Okay. So anyway, that it's one of those movies where th- through the end credits they're showing there's more movie, and I watched all the way through the end credits, and by the end I was like, that's. I wanted some 
a certain thing to happen and it happened. And I was like, yay, I, I like this. And even through the credits, I was like, I'm enjoying this. And the longer it went on, the more I was like, uncomfortable again. The way yeah. the bulk of the movie made me feel it was uncomfortable, and you're supposed to feel that way as you go on this trip with Kyle, mm-hmm. uh, more and more and more until the dam breaks. And then at the end, when... I uh, can't say, can't say. Uh, it became reflective of itself in a weird... It's hard. It's I'm, I'm speaking in fucking riddles. Just, yeah. I'll tell you what. When you watch this movie, and you should... I, oh, I will, Definitely. Come back, we'll do a spoiler review of it, and we can talk it all out. Okay. We'll talk all about those end credits specifically and why they made me feel uncomfortable. But overall, completely enjoyed this movie. I would be pretty surprised if you didn't enjoy it. Uh, it's not a hardcore, gory horror movie. or uh, I mean, it's an R-rated movie, Okay, but it's not like a super hard R or anything, but it's definitely R. Um, is it a... Uh, would you... I mean, this is... Seems to be almost a gem in the rough, maybe? I mean, B-plus is pushing it. It's pushing it, but I wouldn't go quite that far because it so specifically reminds me of this other movie. Okay. That I'm not going to say. Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) Um, Good deal. Wow, that's very, very interesting. I was pleasantly surprised because I started it, as I do with the roulettes, it's in the background in the office while I'm working or doing other stuff. And more and more I was doing this, where I'm turning like, wait, that's happening? Oh, we're doing this now? Okay, whoa, finally I shut down everything else I was doing, kicked my feet up and watched the, oh, I watched love that. the whole movie. I love that. I was like, I'm, you, yeah. I'm into this. And it has a very specific score. Like the score is, it's not heavy or intrusive. It just doesn't stop. Once the ball starts rolling, it doesn't stop. And yeah. I was like sweating. Like my palms are sweating. You're making me anxious kind of. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it worked. It definitely worked for me. Good deal. Oh, I'm definitely going to check that one out. I love when uh, – that's why we do these roulettes is to find those movies that are worth the time. And and so often well, – wait till you get to my review. So often there's just duds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and this was a Netflix original movie. Oh, was it really? Oh, yeah. okay. Yep. I'm and Adam Goldberg once again knocked it out of the park uh, as well as the guy who played Kyle. He, he's great and everything. He's just – relentlessly watchable. Mm-hmm. That's it for me. Over to you. 12 segundos. 12 segundos. Uh, um, okay. Uh, where to start? Um, okay, the movie... I, so, it's... I'm. It's, this movie is a hard movie to describe because it's so disjointed and uh, so amateurish that it... Just felt like we're going to do this and 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 it made a movie kind of, I guess. Um, but it's, it's kind of a romance and not, uh, there's a woman that she goes looking for her boss, uh, that goes missing and uh, they go in, she goes into the woods and she discovers that there's murder and then she has to face what is in the woods. And it's, it's awful. This movie was awful. Uh, I hated almost every single thing about the movie. This is the epitome of low budget. Yeah, I've gone through this whole, all before. Low budget with high def cameras and not really having a good script, but still just plowing through. And it's not scary. It's not gory. It's not really even suspenseful, but it is a thriller. Like you can tell they're trying to make a thriller movie. Um, there's a long beard, long bearded, Dude in the movie, I, I, 
hated this. I, I, it was so hard for me to pay attention. Um, and I like, don't hit that fast forward button. You don't do oh, that. It's a, that's a dangerous road. We yes, can't do that. <laughs> I know. I'm like, just get through this uh, while I'm dawdling around on my computer. <laughs> yep. I totally understand. Um, was this a, since it's Segundos, was this a subtitled Mexican yes, Spanish yes, affair? Yes. Okay. Um, which what, doesn't help. No, because then I, cause I, I noticed that my mind was wandering and then I'm like, ah, oh, I have to be kind of reading this. Um, I couldn't tell you how it ended. I, there's, uh, it sucked. I hated it. I hated it. Uh, this will go into pod, probably right now the worst roulette of the year so far. Well, I'm not going to feel bad about it because uh, you I know, give, I, me, give me shit when I don't put a horror movie on there, and that was about the best that I could find. And I watched all the trailers, and I was like, "That's a roulette. That's, yeah. that's as best as it gets." And yeah. the uh, others were. I I tried to get you to watch Eleven Minutes, but. Uh, it, it made no sense. It made no sense. It was just, let's make a movie um, in the woods, and we're just going to, like, kind of just wing it, and things will happen. And it'll probably make sense when we edit it together. No. No, you, you have to do something more than that. You're not Blair Witch Project. You have to – there's nothing. It's literally <laughs> – it's just people kind of coming up with things, and, oh, and it, oh, it took so long to get to the end, and – yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I want to I want to give it zero stars, but I can't because it it looked okay, I guess, and yeah, the acting wasn't good, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I yeah. have no problem moving on. I get it. Yeah. It's it, again, it's one of those trailers I watch where it's like this could be a thing, and most likely mm-hmm. not, but it's a roulette. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, um, you ready to move on to the next round? Please. <laughs> and once again, we are sifting through the wasteland of Netflix, and right now it seems a little light. I hope uh, September is a little more friendly, or yeah. else we're going to have to start digging through our actual cues instead of new stuff. Agreed. Uh, and uh, same rules apply as last week. I threw you a horror movie here, but no promises. Yeah. Uh, necrophobia 3D, mind you. This is not the 1995 necrophobia. This is, I, I watched all these trailers. I vetted all these. Mm-hmm. The trailer was insane, made no sense, but there was definitely some gore and I did, had no clue as to the plot. Uh, here it says Dante is a tailor who, after losing his twin brother to death, becomes phobic, which prevents him from being in contact with death, whatever that means. Whenever he is in front of a dead body, he experiences a creepy feeling that makes him lose his mind. And the, there was some definitely gory stuff and creepy stuff in the trailer uh, as some sort of slasher, maybe maniac type thing. I don't know what the hell was going on, but I was like, eh, it's a horror movie and it might be something. Yeah. Uh, and it was not clearly, definitely awful. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Next up is The Tribe. A deaf-mute boy joins a boarding school for similar children, confronted by the violent and criminal antics of some of the other boys and girls. He struggles to conform and join the quote-unquote tribe. This trailer kind of reminded me of uh, Green Street Hooligans. This sa- the, the synopsis makes it sound like it's uh, Oliver Twist, orphan boys in, in a school, and there's not much talking. Uh, the trailer was really interesting. Because it it said, uh, there is no dialogue in this movie. Everybody here is deaf or mute, or both. And so the entire movie is sign language, uh, but it's not a silent film. You hear uh, them walking, and shuffling of leaves, and 
yeah. fighting and whatever. You hear all the sound effects and everything, but there is no dialogue or subtitles in the entire movie. It's just them signing to each other back and forth. And it wants some indie film fest kind of stuff. So that that seems to be a legit yeah, so a legit thing. And lastly, to maybe scratch that action movie itch you may or may not ever have, is uh, Crossing Point. A young American couple in love, Michael and Olivia, vacation in Baja, but things take a frightening turn when Olivia is kidnapped by a drug dealer who demands that Michael smuggle a backpack full of cocaine stolen from a rival cartel over the border into the U.S. within 12 hours or else Olivia will be killed. And the trailer looked like that kind of, what do we always say, uh... Maybe a Scott Atkins gem in the rough type yeah. of thing. Even though Scott Atkins isn't in it, uh, it definitely had that feel like that, that might be a pretty painless 90 minutes and maybe it's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there you go. I, okay. I figure you, you take your chances with that necrophobia 3D. <laughs> that trailer was weird. Uh, okay. Uh, I will say this. that You gave three very interesting uh, roulette picks for me. I did honest research, and I really dug around Netflix because, as we have talked about, it's a li- little barren at the moment. It it it'll come back around. They yeah. have highs and lows. It'll yeah. it'll be all right. But yeah. right now, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, on my end, uh, first up is the uh, much maligned and postponed and actor uh, actors <laughs> leaving Jane Got a Gun from 2016. This. Came and went in the theaters very quickly, and there was all sorts of drama behind the scenes. Uh, Gavin O'Connor directed it. Natalie Portman stars. Joel Edgerton is in it. Ewan McGregor. Got a good cast. A woman asks her ex-lover to help in order to save her outlaw husband from a gang out to kill him. This is a Western. And I got to say, I think the trailer looks pretty good um, for what it's worth. And it did actually get some decent reviews. So... Is it the uh, travesty that behind the scenes or not? I don't know. Um, oh, let, let me ask my hunter friend from the north. Oh, <laughs> ah, with the wolf on the on the bottle and uh, riding an elk. Yes. <laughs> okay. Next up is the midnight after. Um. Your next two picks were next in line to get thrown on your roulette. By oh, the really? Way. <laughs> yeah, I was I was very tempted, but yeah. Anyway, continue. Okay, midnight after. Um, a diverse group of passengers riding a minibus in Hong Kong emerge from a tunnel to discover that they are the only people remaining on Earth. That in and of itself just sounds great. Uh, so on Netflix, it's labeled as dark. So. Comedy. That's dark. yeah. That's what I went to push play on it, and the runtime it's a little long too. Yeah. But I, I went I went to push play on it. It was like, oh, comedy, dark comedy. I don't want no comedy in this. I want this to be hardcore. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so there's we'll that see. movie. I mean, it's something. Um. Okay. Next up is Singular K. Is that um? Sure. Damn it, Eugene. I don't have it pulled up. Uh, and now I think I spelled it wrong. It's C-I-N-G-U-L-A-R. Let me just save you time. Uh, Is this still on Netflix? I believe so. I looked um, at it today. It looked like an Asian-Korean thing with ghosts. 
Yes. L- let me tell you what. I'm not finding it on Netflix right now. You might be down to two choices. It's uh, that's all right. Um, I if you want to do a if you're on Netflix if you want to do a quick search for it because I'm not finding it on Netflix now. Yeah, Wait. A oh, there it is. There it is. Okay, found it. Okay. Uh, a doctor moves his family into a mansion. His wife hears weird noises at midnight. Then his daughter's his daughter disappears mysteriously, and the detective friend begins to look into the case, uh, only to suspect everyone in this family is somehow complicit. So, uh, hour and twenty eight minutes from a yeah Yao Wu maybe. Um, it's a Hong Kong made movie, so there you go. And ghosts and giant mushrooms on the cover art. Yeah. Because, well, didn't you watch a movie with giant mushrooms and ghosts and that was great? Uh, maybe. But, <laughs> don't you remember? It was some mushroom movie. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it was another hipster there was a, shit thing. There was a movie called Shrooms that I watched at one point. That, I think that was it. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> okay. Uh, I get to go first. I'm going to take Jane Got a Gun. I was really hoping that you put that on uh, the roulette tonight, and I honestly, I would have put it on there, but I thought there's more of a chance that I would like that than you would like that, mm-hmm. and I, if I hadn't found three valid entries, I would have put it on there, but yeah. I feel like I did. And the Midnight After, again, length and the comedy thing and singular K, the Asian, Ghost, I'm good. No yeah. thanks. I, yep. Back ten years ago, we would have been like, "Oh, dude, have you seen this movie called Singular K? We got to check this thing out." Send it over now. But uh, the way it is now, I, I just somebody's really going to have to break through with something to different in that realm to yes. really make me get back into uh, watching ghost movies from Asia. Couldn't agree more. Yep, I agree. Okay, well, I mean, as much as I, here's the thing with with your roulette picks. The tribe is what I want to take, but two plus hours of silence. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's two hours and ten minutes, I think. I'm like, that's a long one. I honestly didn't know that. I thought that thing was uh, short. Yeah. Okay. Um, My bad. So then it's going to be necrophobia. <laughs> oh, boy. Did yeah. you watch the trailer for this by any chance? I didn't. Um, but I did watch the trailer for the tribe. Uh, and seriously, like, the tribe is probably, that's probably the winner of that batch. But. Why would I take that when I could take necrophobia? I, no, I, I'm honestly, if I had saw that runtime, if I had saw, but, <laughs> <sighs> the old Canadian hunters getting yeah. a hold of me, eh? dogs um, on the cover of them. Yeah. <laughs> if I, if I had noticed that the runtime was that long, I probably wouldn't have put it on there. Yeah. Uh, even though it's, it's a strong roulette at one that's, that's not, that's a, a long one. one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't blame you for that. But yeah. the necrophobia, there was true gore in there, and it did not scream yeah. pretentious H. Uh, maybe. Yeah. It didn't well, hey, sc- I enjoyed I enjoyed Baskin, and you never know. This could be a, this could be something. We shall find out. Oh, I'm sure it's something. But what yeah. that something may be, Lord only knows. But seriously, like for every for every dud like that twelve segundos thing, there is a starry eyes or uh Asmodexia, or here comes yeah. the devil. There's enough out there that you know, it, you'll yes. keep diving on that grenade every freaking yes, time. Yes, I will. <laughs> yep. If for nothing else, I think that movie should be disturbing. Yeah, yeah. That's what the tra- trailer sold to me. Hour and fifteen minutes long. I'm in. Uh, okay, you ready to move on? Yep. Okay. Um, 
well, we were talking about Rabbit Trail tonight, but then I said, hey, we haven't done Theater Ticket Lottery in forever. Do you want to do that? Yeah. All right. Let me just grab my... Grab uh, your bags and boxes. Ah, here we go. So, do you have some way of keeping track so that you don't pull out the same movie twice? I mean, I have my list. I have notes here, so all of the movies are listed in order. So, if I would happen to pull out a ticket that I've already said, I'll just throw it back in the in the bag okay. and pull the next one out. No problem. Just making sure. I separate yeah. mine. Like, I have a little, just a little envelope here that I pull them. Pull oh, them okay. But either way will work as long as, uh, yeah, it's getting done one way or another. It is really sad looking over our previous uh, movie ticket lottery. Uh, just the, the complete and utter shit that I have sat through that I have talked about. <laughs> Big Mama's House. It's it's really not representative of what we usually go watch. No. I really don't feel like it is. Except for you. You're you're the comedy hound. You, oh, just, yes. Yeah. Comedy are great. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get to a certain point of doing this where you literally don't have any comedies left. It's, I know, because it's like, I've seen them all. They're, they're all... No, no, no. I mean, it's it, it's going to be three months of just gore-filled horror. Because you think that that's what, that's what my, entire, my entire bag of movie ticket lottery things would be, but nope. All right. Nope. Um, I'm going to go first. What do you want me to pull up? Um, I mean... Let's ah boy, let's go with something animated. I'm I'm really a long shot. Just in the off chance. All right, all right, that's a long shot. And the winner is, uh, hmm. Well, I think we're gonna have to do a little research here. Way of the. Way of the Gun, with Ryan Phillippe. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good bet. Um, uh, I saw that in the theater, and there's a good chance I saw that with you. Movies ten, Belden. I movie. totally think that was you and I. Yep, I'm almost positive you and I went and saw that movie. Okay, let's uh, hit IMDb and look up the release date on that because this looks like a nine eight. Nine eight. Way of the Gun, and I remember. At, we both loved the first half, and then we're like kind of meh by the time we walked out. And upon repeat viewing, that's a pretty decent flick. I like you it. You know, I've only watched if that is the movie. I've seen that movie exactly one time, and that was in the theater. I bet anything that's the movie. Uh, release date September eighth. Uh-huh. We so have a winner. The one, yep. And Way I'm, of the Gun. I am sure that you and I watched that one together. I I can't imagine that. I'm surprised I saw that movie's 10 Belden, though. I would have thought that would have been a Dover one. Anyway. Yeah, I don't really remember much, except that we both were like, oh, the first half was pretty awesome, and then there was just way too much whining and crying and pregnant women in a movie. It's... Wasn't... um, Who else was in that movie? Um, Juliette Lewis? Yeah, but uh, who's the other... uh, Benicio uh, Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro, that's it. Yep. Wow. Then they kidnap the, they kidnap a very, very pregnant Juliette Lewis because she's pregnant with some, uh, I don't know, gangster or rich dude's baby. And then it turns into this whole thing. They go to Mexico and there's some shootout that's hopeless and it's hopeless. And then it ends and you're like, oh, okay, that's depressing. And I think we, I, I felt like the first half was really weird and interesting because these two were just so, 
uh, what's the word for it? Man, I haven't seen that movie in so long. Um, I couldn't tell you anything about that movie other than the the few people that were in it. That was back when Ryan Phillippe was still a thing. That's yeah. too bad. I wish that guy was still in more movies. I know. I really, I, I really I liked, liked him. That, that computer movie he was in. I really like that. I still really like that movie. You know, and I really liked him in uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. I thought he was good in that movie. <laughs> I didn't know he was in that. No, yeah. That was back in the Jennifer Love Hewitt days. I just remember in the beginning of that movie where they were getting into some sort of weird bar fight with some drunk people and he was telling some stranger, you better tell your bitch to shut up or something, and then he just punches her right in the face, breaks her nose, and wow. all, all hell breaks loose. I've, it was I crazy. don't remember that at all. <laughs> well, we need to rewatch that then. Okay, okay. Uh, my turn. I'm sorry, comedy. I need a comedy. You're, you're going to do it to me, and I, I want right. to be right. Okay. And the winner is. No kidding. You win. Missed out fire. Oh my god. Uh, you're sure again, you sure you haven't had that one before? <laughs> Actually. Let me. Oh my! Yeah, I did. Okay, so I, I, have to, I thought we talked about that before. <laughs> you have to uh, double check these. Okay, so back into the bag it goes, and still a comedy. Next up, are you really? So you're gonna go? Yeah, with... yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> um, Ace Ventura Part Three or Five or no? Um, hey, there we go. Okay, Wolf Creek. Ah, horror nice. movie. Yeah, from 2005. Interesting experience that we had in that theater. I was with you in that Yo, theater. Yeah. I remember that. 7.20 p.m. on 12-29-2005. Was Where that you... with the uh, line of douchebags behind us? Yep, uh, on dates that you told, uh, I'm here to watch the movie, not you talk. And they... <laughs> I said, I didn't pay money to come listen to you talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The typical... Early it was a 20, bunch of teenagers yeah, that early, I think that stuck, snuck into it. Yeah, they were acting like the typical idiots that most of them are. Um, you probably want to edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, that I, a lot of t- teenagers talking in movies, that's, that's something new. That's not yeah. anything new. Yeah. You and I are the weird ones on that front. In our teenage years, we would have been the ones going, shut the fuck up. You know, Seriously. Our friends. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't recall ever a period in my life where I was a dickhead in the movie theater, like so many people are anymore, it seems. Well, there, the, the times that we were, the theater was completely empty except for you and me. So yes. it was fine. If there was yeah. one single other soul in the theater, we'd... You're quiet. Unless it, unless it was a... There were times where we were in the theater... Uh, I, I'm thinking of times that were not so much with you, but with other people, where um, the movie turned out to be terrible... And we would all laugh at its terribleness. And yes. so then we would start making friends with the other people, strangers in the theater. Like, that was horrible, right? Like, we, we're all in agreement here. That was horrible. Yes. Yep. So, I, I don't know. I've never been, uh, four feathers aside, I've never been uh. the obnoxious the obnoxious one in the theater. <sighs> yeah. At, at, least anyway, not, at least when there's anybody there to annoy. Yes. But, yeah, with, with Wolf Creek, and that's one that I know that I'm... I I have a, a differing opinion of that movie than you do. I I absolutely love that movie. Um, still do. I still think it's very disturbing and uh, uh, 
it's it's more of a slow burn, but I totally dug that movie. I feel like the movie would have been completely effective if not for the based on a true story part, because the first fourth of it was all good, and then it deviates, or I forget how that worked, I I guess I haven't seen it in so long. It was a perfectly fine functioning horror kind of slasher film. I had no problems with it until the very end where it's like, based on a true story, and nobody knows what really happened after yeah. this point and it was like okay so that was three-fourths of the movie that nobody really knows what happens and you just made shit up of people getting tortured and stuff uh, yeah and there there were no eyewitnesses uh, hey, well huh where did where did that come from yeah okay yeah. what do you want okay um you know what let's go with horror i'm hoping you pick out a really really juicy horror movie okay here we have that's, uh, I mean, I, maybe, uh, Pacific Rim. Okay. I got right. a recent one. It's not a, it's not technically a horror movie, but there are some aspects, especially in the third act, that are pretty horrifying. With other dimensions and giant yeah. creatures coming to kill us all. That's yeah, another, yet another boring pick that I pull out of my big bag of... Yeah, I will say this about that movie. I saw that in 3D, and that is uh, one movie that... I, that was when I lived in Florida, I believe, and I watched it in the IMAX, and uh, I got a severe headache after that movie, not only because of the, how loud it was, but the 3D was so intense that I literally left the theater like, I've got a headache, and I don't like that. I don't – it's – the 3D was good, too, if I remember correctly, but it was it was a visual assault on the senses with the 3D and then the booming loud sound system. Yeah. So – Good movie, though. Yeah, it's a good movie. I, that's one that I was uh, kind of surprised how clunky a lot of the dialogue was for a Very, Del Toro yeah. movie, uh, especially with uh, Charlie Hunan and Idris Elba. It was like, why are you, why are you giving him these ultra cliche lines? Yeah, and but that's overall, not him. overall, I still really enjoyed the movie. I mean, really enjoyed. It. Overall, I still totally liked it, and it was a kind of new concept. And hopefully, yeah. they do a sequel. Yeah. Okay. Okay, you pulled out a horror, so that means the next one's going to be... I'm going to go uh, a little different. Let's go with an uh, like an adventure kind of thing. A very safe PG-13-ish adventure movie. Adventure. Okay. Uh, let's dig down here. Here comes National Treasure. Yeah. That's, what <laughs> that's the ballpark uh, of what I'm, Jumanji or something. National Treasure. Okay. And the winner is... Ooh. Tales from the Crypt presents... Demon Knight. You bastard. I always nice. went horror. Oh. Now, you... Okay, here... This is great. So, this movie here is exactly what you were just talking about this. Uh, about a second ago. I saw this with my buddy Tim. And uh, we went to Worcester. And it was packed. Uh, and this Seriously? Is, was this a financial success? Yes. Yes. The first... The Demon Knight did well. It didn't... I mean, it wasn't gangbusters. But it did well. I'm if that movie wasn't sold out, it was close to sell to to being a complete sellout. Um, that was where the entire crowd, everybody was in on this movie. Like everybody was cool, and everybody was having a great time. And like I, I was there. I was in. I think I, like the third or fourth row. We had so much fun with that movie. Everybody was quiet, yet they you could tell everybody was into it. And some people screamed sometimes. 
and laughed when they were when there was funny parts. It was a great experience. This is actually one of the better horror movie experiences I've ever had with a crowd because everybody was so jazzed to be here for this movie. And the movie itself is fantastic. That is one of my favorite. That's a '90s movie, I believe. One of my favorite yeah. '90s movies, actually. It, that is a great movie. Me too. I absolutely loved it. And I think that my first experience with it was probably a VHS from Bob's rental mm -hmm. and at my house, uh, my apartment by myself, just sort of like, here, oh, it has demon in the title. So I would never would have been allowed to rent it when I was yeah. younger. And I'm looking for a horror thing and I'm ah, demon night. That's weird. And the misspelling of the night and, but it's tales from the crypt. So maybe it'll be kind of cool. I'll give it a shot. And then watching it with my jaw on the floor, like, it was so this good. This is the shit. I love this. Yeah. And I'm mad that I'm watching it by myself. And, yeah. you know, but I that, love that it, movie. It's so rare that you go to a horror movie with a sold out crowd and people are cool and not obnoxious and everybody has a good time and is, it was, I still remember it. I vividly remember how great of an experience that movie was. So, um. And that movie holds a special place in my heart. I, that was at a time where it's like I'm in my early 20s and horror movies are great and life is good and now I'm a <laughs> cynical too. old man. No, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Just a different era. We'll yeah. look back on this fondly in 10 years. Yes, exactly. Oh, remember when we were in our – yeah, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I totally love Demon Knight. I echo everything you've said about it. I That, that was one – that. Uh, when we were talking about uh, favorite character actors on Rabbit Trail, or oh, that topic yes. came up, that one of the first things that popped in my mind was Dick Miller and he and is Demon in, in Demon Knight. Yeah, <laughs> everybody was good. And Billy Zane, Jada Pinkett, oh, everybody was Billy good. Billy Zane in that movie. was having so much fun. Yeah, and you could tell. Oh, you bunch of lack, slack, slacking, yeah, guys, <laughs> redneck motherfuckers. We Yeah, I just love him in yeah. that movie. <laughs> Great movie. And I will say uh, that upon revisiting the follow-up to that, it wasn't a sequel, but the, the next Tales from the Crypt, Bordello of Blood, that was – I didn't like it uh, at all when I saw that in the theater. And I think you were like, dude, that wasn't bad. No, it's I like not that bad. Movie. Yeah, it's, it actually is pretty darn good. Uh, I just – it's not Demon Knight. And because of that, I had – I didn't much care for it in the theater. But upon revisiting it, that's a, still a pretty cool movie. It definitely is not Demon Knight, but I, uh, see, again, I came to it later yeah. after, oh, this one's supposed to be way worse. And then I go watch it. I'm like, not bad. That was all right. It, it yeah. was fun. It was, uh, Dennis, uh, Miller. Yep. I always, always yep. enjoy him and it was weird and it very much felt like, wait, it wasn't, uh, Chris, um, Sarandon in that? Oh, yep. Yep. He yeah. Was okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I just was like, it felt like another Tales from the Crypt episode. I, it wasn't nearly as good as Demon Knight, but it felt like another one of those big blown up episodes, and that's why it was fun. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so what do you want? Um, let's go with a science fiction movie. I'm playing it safe. Uh, the winner is in time. What in is that? Time. That, I'm probably a science fiction movie. Was that the one with uh, oh Justin Timberlake? Justin Timberlake? Yeah. yeah. Hey, I got it right. That, that's a science fiction movie, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You won. You, you got right. that one. That that was okay, wasn't it? Cillian Murphy's in that, and uh, Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, that was okay. 
did you watch it? Yeah. I think it was kind of generic and kind of, uh, it wasn't bad. Good for a whatever. It tried something new. It just, uh, it didn't, no. That was from the, I was really excited about it because even though the premise I was like, with uh, trading time through your hands or whatever, how, because people are more immortal now. Yes. Interesting. Justin Timberlake, meh. But I was really excited because that was the director of Gattaca. Oh. And he does interesting, weird, new, different artistic sci-fi because Gattaca. Yes. Um, and Gattaca, this was not. But I was wrong on a lot of points of my expectation, and I was right on a couple. Didn't care for the premise, uh, and I was right. I didn't care for the premise. It still barely held any water to me. I yeah. did not care about Justin Timberlake, and he did a fine job. I had no problem with him. Yeah. At all. I, I mean, it was a watchable thing. It's a thing that exists. That's yeah. where it That's where it falls into. It's a thing that exists as a movie, like, C-. minus. wasn't horrible. Had some problems, but not... Eh, whatever. Yeah. Not plus or minus. Gotcha. I didn't know you watched it, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I think... Was it on Netflix, you think, at one point or another? No. Okay. Well, at least not that I know of. This was, look, my ticket says one twenty five twelve discount Wednesday, $1. No, there you go. Yeah, $1. Yeah, that's not bad. Mo- movies 10. That must have been, uh, was, was that Cinemark in, in Canton, uh, the movies 10 in Canton, a dollar theater by, in, in 2012? I would guess so, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that's probably why I honestly didn't, don't remember watching that in the theater. (laughs) I thought that was a rental (laughs) or a Netflix. Were you drunk? No, 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 no. no. Not at, not at noon on a Wednesday. Yeah, but why not? Okay. So. Oh, I, I mean, on a, (laughs) at home I would be, but not, I'm not, I'm not going to be in driving around. Yeah. I don't do that. Very strictly do not do that. Okay. Uh, last one for you. You've gone horror, horror, so, uh, comedy. (laughs) (laughs) And the winner is, ahem, no, hey, sorry, you lose. Wow. Ravenous. Oh my God. So here, are you sure you haven't talked about that one before? Um, you have to cross track check yeah, these. I'm, I'm looking here because I know we've talked about that movie in our experience. Nope, that's that is. Wow! So it's yeah. begun. The horror train has begun. Horror, yes. horror, horror. Here we go. Wow! Well, go should ahead. We, you can we go? regale okay. the audience with our tales of watching Ravenous. And- yeah, for for the for the five days that it played in theaters. Um, <laughs> Was it five or oh, three? Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was like four. It was a and weekend I, and a Monday. And what made us? What made us go to the movie? To, to, what made us go to see this? Like, the trailer was pretty solid. We were. I, I seem to recall that we were kind of looking forward to it. And it was the guy from L.A. Confidential? Yeah. Uh, guy Pierce, Robert Carlyle, David Arquette. The guy from Train Spotting. I think that was our mindset, even though yeah. the trailer was kind of weird. We were like, maybe cannibals are a yeah. thing. Jeremy and Davies, Jeffrey Jones, um, Neil McDonald. Oh, this is such a great cast and such a great movie. This movie here is fantastic. And I recall that we looked at the projections and it was supposed to bomb. 
And yeah. so our expectations were pretty low and we were kind of surprised because we're like, that's some good actors, LA Confidential, Train Spotting, you know, it should be okay. And we left the theater going, what in yeah. the world? And I believe that thing made $980,000 opening weekend. It bombed so hard and it, so unjustly because it is such a good movie. This score of this movie is so crazy. Like, it's so, like, bizarro 18th century, like, what? Like Western folksy set to a cannibal to a cannibal movie. Yeah, uh, I the score seriously. Like if they would have had a different score, it would have still been a good movie. But the score is so good on this movie. It it's perfectly it's perfect pitch for this. It, it's kind of a comedy horror. There's I mm-hmm. don't know. Is there enough comedy elements in there to call it? A oh comedy yeah, I horror? mean it's an uncomfortable black comedy. I think. Yeah, yep, yeah, that's perfect. He was eating me or yeah. licking me. Yeah. Eat to live, don't live to eat, or what? Oh, so just oh. And that guy from Beetlejuice, uh, put put him on my list of character actors. Yeah, He's in this too. Oh uh, yeah, what's his name? Because he was really that was uh, Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, there you go. That's Colonel Hart. <laughs> but uh, I am proud to say that we were two of ten people that watched that in the theater when it came out, and that was a great time. Because yeah, we weren't expecting it to be that good, and. Every time I watch that movie, it doesn't age. It's still weird and creepy and gory and funny. And I honestly, I wonder if that movie would have done better had it come out even like now versus back in 1999. It, I mean, maybe, but I I don't know, man. All I know is Robert Carlyle, take more weird roles like this because you are so good in that movie. Oh, I know. Good. I, I, uh, I remember being in the theater and uh, about five times through the movie, we'd just look at each other and be like, this is good. Like, I'm into this. You're into this, right? Like, it's not yeah. just me. <laughs> and it was never boring. There was a lot of dialogue and like slower parts, but they were all so good. Set to that weird twangy. Bing, 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 yeah, the, bing. the score is so great in this movie. I can't recommend that movie enough. That is a total gem right there. Oh, me too. It's a near flawless movie. Yeah, it is. It is. And it, there, like I said, there's just enough gruesome bits. And it's not overly gory, but it's just gross, kind of. Just the whole subject matter and what's going on is just like, ugh. ugh. And a very satisfying climax. You're oh, like, where, yes. where are we going to go from here? Like Guy Pierce kind of being tricked into being a cannibal with a yeah. stew. And then all yeah. of a sudden, you he's just eating regular stew, but all of a sudden it becomes revolting. Yes. That's the nursing him back to health. And then the yeah. giant bear trap thing. And, oh, it, yeah, that, no. great movie. Great movie. So, th- yeah, that's one that Scream Factory put out on uh, Blu-ray. And I uh, I can't believe I have not picked this thing up yet. Uh, but I've got the DVD. Eventually, I will own that on Blu-ray for sure. But because uh, I'm sure because Scream Factory put it out, I'm sure that there's some great uh interviews and behind the scenes stuff on there because they always load up their Blu-rays with great special features. And that is one where I would love to hear some of what went into making that movie because it just, none of it looked easy to make because they were truly, like it looked like they were out in the middle of nowhere making this thing and the weather conditions were lousy most of the time. Uh, So I'm curious what went into making that movie. I would love to listen to a actor's commentary on that movie. I I would eat that up yeah 
get those guys all back together, the main uh, core, and and just go through the movie and uh, listen to them call DiCaprio pussies for uh, <laughs> Revenant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just making shit up. I don't know. They probably had a totally easy time. Who knows? Interestingly enough, I mean, yeah, that that's weird. How Guy Pierce's character is a little bit like DiCaprio's from uh, The Revenant. A little bit. It, there is a lot of uh, juxtaposition between yeah. those two films. This is the funny side of it. Yeah, the the, the funny Revenant yeah. is ravenous. <laughs> so there's a double there's a double feature, listener, is ravenous and Revenant. Yes, Revenant. So, yeah, <laughs> and, and there we have our title. Yes, we do. The Revenant. <laughs> That's great, the Ravenant. Uh, dogs on whiskey bottles and hunter trapper. Hey, which Dog actually kind of yeah. goes with what we're talking about. That's yeah. right. That's right. In comes the uh, what is it? The uh, RCMP coming in. We're gonna we're gonna stop these cannibals, eh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, are you? Do you have one more? Or no. No, no, no. We're good. We got three and three. Uh, uh, I'm ready to move on. If you are. Yep. Uh, uh, do you want to try and squeeze in that rabbit trail? We were, uh, yeah, we can, we can real quick. Yeah. Cause honestly, I don't have a whole lot of recently watched, although what I do have will be fun. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Same here. So let's go ahead and take the, uh, rabbit trail for a little bit and, uh, we'll just cut down recently watched cause I have very little. Okay. Okay. So I came up with some, uh, this is kind of an odd duck here of a question, but, uh, with, uh, I'm not, I'm guessing that you have heard about uh, Brad Pitt trying to get David Fincher to possibly direct a World War Z sequel. And I'm not sure what the politics are behind that. If that's a, just to get the word out, ooh, David Fincher might be directing it. And then when he doesn't, and he won't, uh, then Uh other directors are like, oh, but we do have this guy or girl and they're awesome. I have whatever. I don't know. But it, it was interesting to think of like, if David Fincher would would actually make a World War Z sequel, and I actually really liked World War Z, I bet that he would make a fantastic World War Z sequel. And so that just got me thinking, because that's so not what David Fincher would do. But what are some other directors you'd like to see take on uh, a sequel or a remake or just doing a movie that they would never in a million years, you would never think of them doing? Because Fincher doing World War Z, I can't see that ever happening. I can't either. Not not at all. But I, I loved the uh, listeners behind the scenes a little bit. I loved the example you put out there. Like, well, you know, what if Quentin Tarantino would do a Pieces reboot? And I was like, that is that is like exactly something that Quentin yeah. Tarantino... <laughs> the only yes. thing he hasn't done is a straight-up horror movie, though. But, I know. But Pieces would be the prime example of something he would do as far as being a 70s grindhouse silly thing that most people don't like and is nonsensical and then he'll make an inglorious bastards out of it. Yeah. That would be fantastic. I I would love that to death. Me too. Uh, And I responded, hmm, pieces is exactly the thing that (laughs) if he would ever get around to making a horror film. And I didn't really come up with a good answer to your question specifically, but it led me down an interesting Rabbit trail as okay. far as um, I, who would I want to direct something weird like that? And then I started thinking about, uh, well, with the Tarantino example, it's sort of like he hasn't really made a straightforward horror movie, has he? And he mm-hmm. wants to only do 10. 
Yeah. I really wish he would do a, something with pieces or something like that or any of the 70s grindhouse horror reinvention. Yeah. Cuz you he he's done the western, he's done the kung fu and uh he's done the heist movie with um the first one that he did. Oh, yeah. Reservoir Dogs. I mean, he's touched on so much of, that's basically black, been his black exploitation. Black exploitation. He's with, uh, yeah, yeah. Death proof. He's reinvented, in a manner of speaking, uh, every grindhouse thing from the seventies. Do a horror movie, damn it. And, and yeah. he's kind of stuck on Western right now. I'm like, ah, yeah. it's still awesome, but. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be scary because trust me, pieces is the farthest thing from scary. Yeah. It doesn't have to be scary. Just make a cool throwback, a legitimately good throwback to those old, uh, 42nd Street movies. I agree. But the next place that this led me was, um, for some reason I thought of Christopher Nolan. Okay. I was like, what could he make that would surprise me? And then I started to roll back through his filmography. Because I'm like, he has one of the most fascinating filmographies going right now of a current working director. He starts off with a thing, obviously he did an independent film before this, but Memento. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like insane. The more I thought about Memento today, I haven't watched it in forever, but I was thinking about it a lot and was like, damn, that movie is so bizarre. I can't believe he got somebody to fund it. And it's... So crazy and dark and weird and whatever. Where do you go from there? Well, you're this little indie hit. you got to prove to Hollywood that you can handle a bit of a budget, so they give you the Insomnia remake. Because it's a remake, here's your chance to stumble and fall, and nobody Mm -hmm. will care because it's a remake thing. And he knocks it out of the park. Wow. Okay, well, where do you go from there? Hmm. I don't even... Maybe I'm not going chronological here, so don't hold me to it, but... How can you handle a budget and a pre-existing property like Batman? Batman Begins knocks it out of the park. Maybe not financially, but overall, artistically, that is a completely solid film. Yeah. He takes a little break from that, does what... I, I Maybe, I'm, again, maybe getting this wrong, what, he, uh, Prestige, he did in there? Yep. He did a movie in between each Bat film. Yeah, he did. And each one got progressively more advanced uh, and daring and Inception, and The Dark Knight, and he takes everything to the next level, and it's like, what the, where the hell can he go next? And to be perfectly honest, I don't have a great answer. I think that the best answer I can come up with is that he takes something like Logan's Run. Uh, it's a sci-fi movie that technically mm. sucks, and is un- almost undoable. Yep. In, in today's setting, um, again, would be a remake. I, I hate to pigeonhole him in doing that because I like when he does his original shit. His original shit is so mind blowing. Just do that all the time. Please. I, Prestige, Inception, uh, what was the last one? Interstellar. Interstellar. Do, do that. Don't, don't do, don't be repeating properties. <laughs> yeah. But if I had to force it, force, uh, and I'm a fan of Logan's Run, the original. It's so cheesy and dorky and 70s sci-fi. I can't help but like that. But if there was anybody that I thought could really reinvent that material and me go like, okay, damn, that's a good movie, or that's a good yeah. vision, or a good take on it. I kind of feel like it might be Christopher Nolan. I'm sure other people could do it, and but I feel like they'd change it so much. 
I just feel like he could maybe do something with that property that would be really unique and interesting and original, and you would almost forget about the reboot. Hmm. You mean the original? Yes, the original. Sorry. <laughs> Hold on. Let me consult my Canadian brethren and see what I can <laughs> Yeah, sorry, dear listener. Yeah, last time it was Eugene's turn to fall off the rails. The time for that, it was me, so it's my turn again. Yeah, yeah it's, we, we go back and forth. It's, it's a tag team, yeah. At least it's a tag team effort on each yeah. other with Canadian yeah. men. It's <laughs> <a big. laughs> no, okay. Um, yes. well, so I had one real quick here. Yeah, go ahead, please. To, to see what I'm you wanted. it. Go for it. Um, so, I, I, yeah, the, the, Christopher Nolan was the first person that I thought of. Why is that? Why are we the first? I know. He has a, I don't know, he, he has he, a genius filmography. If you he really does. break down step by step what he had to go through and what the studios were like, okay, we'll allow you this, yeah. but you have to do this. It, it's it, That man is a miracle. Even if you don't enjoy most of his movies, it's still, it's he's a miracle. Uh, yeah. And now he's making this war movie. Um, I, seriously, I could see that guy making a horror movie at some point. It, he jumps from genre to genre to genre. I love it. It's so cool. He does, but then I started thinking about the guy that made uh, the Ring remake and Pirates of the Caribbean. What's his name? Mm. Gore Verbinski. Yeah, he was another guy that I thought of. What do I want to see Gore Verbinski make? And then, then I, what's he made? Let's look at his lineup. Well, he made... The Ring remake, a weatherman with Nick Cage and uh, pirates, and uh, yeah, the, what was the last one? The Johnny Depp Indian, I mean, which was a fine movie, did not no, deserve the Lone, amount of Lone, Lone Ranger. Ranger. Yeah, didn't deserve the amount of hate it got, but no, uh, yeah, a bit of it it did. Um, is he going to reinvent the wheel? I mean, no one is doing it every step, and Verbinski, eh, I, I got bored thinking about it. Sorry, yeah. interrupting again. Go ahead. No, you're good. Um, so the one that I thought of that would be kind of interesting and so out there is, say, James Cameron would decide, you know what? Okay, I've got my Avatar movies done now. I'm going to go Oh, and, so it's uh, 2147. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's the year 3000, <laughs> and James Cameron has cloned himself. <laughs> And taught Multiple himself times. how to make Actually, movies. Actually, the whole planet—the whole planet—is just basically James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> and when it's not James Cameron, it's avatars of tiny people who are impersonating James Cameron. Yes, exactly. That's that, that is your future, people. Um, <laughs> so, what if James Cameron would go and just say, "You know what? I want to redo Piranha Part Two and make it my own thing," because that's his first movie. That's yeah. The, he got fired from that, but I think that he actually could go and make a completely kick-ass Piranha 2 because I am one of one people, one person <laughs> that likes Piranha 2, uh, regardless of the fact that he got fired from the movie and the Italians took over and made whatever they made. I still think that Piranha 2 is a freaking cool movie, uh, flying Piranha that attack really bad actors on uh, – Somewhere in so wait, how, do, how does Nolan fit into Cameron? Cameron, what? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm a little lost because you're like, what if Nolan or, or Cameron would say he's done with Avatar, so Nolan would take over Piranha 2? Did I say Nolan? Yes. 
Oh, at, damn it. At the beginning, it was okay. Uh, we're going to have to redo all this, or are we just going to drunk It's a Thursday, so you know what? No, I have two days to edit. No, we're not. I'm just going to carry on. You, I, well, I, I meant... I, hold on. I believe you started off with, I thought of Christopher Nolan, too. I thought, what if Cameron is done with all his... So you're saying that if Cameron was done with his avatars and decided that he wanted to go make pr- the Piranha, Piranha. he wanted. yeah. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, maybe, I, said, I might be totally wrong. It's probably if wrong. I said Nolan, I'm sorry. I just I liked the, the, and Nolan was the first person that I thought of, and uh, but then I thought ah, James Cameron wouldn't that be cool if he would go and do something like or even or even instead of Piranha Two, he could even go and remake something like uh, Forbidden World or the other one, Galaxy of Terror, which he was heavily involved with with special effects and whatnot and behind the scenes. Like I think that he was. Um, second unit director on some of the stuff on those yeah. movies, those Roger Corman movies, which they both have really good. There's some great stuff in that. I think uh, Forbidden World is in one of my top. Is it, that, that is in my top 100. I love that movie. Um, but anyway, it would just be cool to see him go and do something totally bonkers like that, to where it's like, you know what? $3 million budget, I'm going to make Flying Piranhas. Oh, yeah, because Cameron's going to make anything with a $3 million budget yeah. at this point in his career. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's, I know it's odd, but man. No, I, I actually, I, I think, hmm. Which do you think would be more probable? That he could possibly do a Piranha thing or one of these, uh, reboot a, a Corman project? I would guess Corman project, uh, just because it's, I mean, the Piranha 2 thing was a total, a gig. I'm getting paid to do this versus versus those Corman movies where there is actual like some really good effects in the very low budgets and there are some really interesting things, especially Galaxy of Terror. There's some really cool, unique ideas in that movie that I'm sure that Cameron had had a hand in. Piranha Two is flying killer fish. The yeah. end. Uh, so anyway, I, I just think that would be kind of cool to see him try something different like that instead of these huge tentpole things to do something hey and bringing it back to what originated the question that would in a wow this is crazy but uh that would be cameron pulling a tarantino Mm. he would be going back to his roots of the thing that he loved and rebooting it and sticking with it yeah because that's what tarantino does so well that would be awesome isn't it interesting that, that cameron got fired from Piranha 2. He got fired from that movie, and it's like, oh, man. It happens, man. It happens. Yeah. You know, how are you going to call out? How, how do you know that the talent that you're working with it may be terrible today, but the firing might have caused him to step up his game and be the person that he is uh, yeah. now? Because Terminator came after Piranha 2, and there you go. So, anyway. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I like it. That that was All good right. stuff. And yeah. probably a topic that we might uh, revisit when I've had more time to think about it than just a couple hours oh, yeah. this afternoon while I was working. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was literally, I, I really like Kenneth Branagh's directing style. And I was really trying to think of something that Kenneth Branagh, Branagh could do that would be totally atypical from what he normally does. Because I really liked uh, how he made the more recent uh, Cinderella uh, reboot or whatever you want to call it from from Disney. I really I really liked that movie, and I watching it, I could tell his his style is almost like I can see that's a Kenneth Branagh movie. Like yeah. it just has that that very Kenneth Branagh look, like in Thor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that was great. I like that description. Yeah. I can Cheers. tell it's a Kenneth Branagh movie because it has that Kenneth 
Verano, kind of look. Yep. No, I totally understand. I, I get what you're saying. I, I And I hate to keep coming back to it, but there's another guy that's never made a hardcore slasher horror movie. I would yeah. like to see his take on it. There yeah. will be more character in it. That yeah. would be good. Yeah, or do something crazy like remake uh, remake the black hole. Oh, which shut I, up, we can't. Talk I know. About, I, I I honestly can't even talk about that anymore because yeah. it just I, I want it so yeah. bad. It's a dark cloud over my life, knowing that there <laughs> has not been a black hole remake or that there is not a black hole Blu-ray available. It's there's this. It's my life has not yet been complete. Yeah, I'm getting um, close. I, I've got yeah. my Cowboy Bebop on Blu-ray, but I ain't got no black hole. Bitches. Yeah, uh, it's horrible. Yeah, come okay. on, Disney. Yeah, build, build a universe out of it or something. Oh man, I. Okay, how great right. would okay? okay. Yeah, <laughs> you ready to move on? To recently watched. We need yes. to. We, we got about to ten or fifteen minutes left, and then before uh, <laughs> before the rails are. Oh, they're they're already shaking. The, the sh- <laughs> <laughs> we are on some shaky rails right now. Yeah. Hey. Um. Okay. Uh, Oh, I have to go first. Uh, last episode, I teased the Beastmaster, so I need to start off with that one. I got a synopsis there. From 1982, a sword and sorcery fantasy about a young man's certain, not so young, search for revenge armed with supernatural powers, the handsome hero and his animal allies wage war against marauding forces. Uh, what year did Conan come out? Uh, 82. Same year. Hmm. That's interesting, because this uh, movie shares a, a fair amount of similarities with Conan, but if it came out the same year, then I, w- I won't call uh, it a rip-off. Rip yeah. As far as being a guy and his village gets destroyed, and he's the chosen one, of course, that's the way a lot of these sword and sandal things go, and uh, only he can defeat the blah 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 blah, but... Even reading that description with the being animals being able to control the animals, it sounds yeah. goofy and dorky. Still, kind of worked in this movie, and this movie's a piece of shit, and I loved it. That's yeah. the best way I can describe it. Here, <laughs> here's a movie called The Beastmaster, and it's terrible, and I loved every frame. There it's, you go. It's PG though, right? This is not one of those like a hard R-rated TNA gory. No, uh, it's PG, but it is TNA and slightly gory here and there. So but, it's one of those pre-PG thirteen rated. It should have been. Yep. A hard. Okay, gotcha. Yep, it's one of those. But it completely works. I I loved it. It, it doesn't work like on a Conan level where yeah. it's a masterpiece. It works on a level of like this is silly and it's fun. Not yeah. mystery science theater level bad, just kind of bad and cheesy, but I I had a ball yeah. watching it. Shitty grin. Kind of like Hawk the Slayer. That's another one that I uh, I actually did a review on our Facebook page on Hawk the Slayer. It's like the Sword and Sandals. It's it's fairly bad, but it's great. It's a great time. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll watch that one as soon as I can. I, I'm going to watch Beastmaster 2 or 3 or however many there are. It's now become <laughs> one of those things where I have to watch the whole series. Even though awesome. I hear varying degrees of people saying, uh, don't save yourself. Don't watch part two or three. Yeah. You've watched the best. No, I have to. It's, yep. it's become a, a Hellraiser. It's become yeah. a, uh, what was the other one? Shit. That other horror movie. The, the gem and the. No, oh, the Wishmaster. Wishmaster. Wish 
Watched yeah, all of those. Yep. <laughs> Watched more horror movies than you. Okay. Yeah, but, but the question is, which 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 Beastmaster did Jim Wynorski direct? <laughs> I don't want to know. Don't tell me. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm just guessing that somewhere two, in there... It definitely yeah. wasn't part one, because this yeah. movie definitely had a script that took more than seven days to write. Yeah. Sharkansas Prison Massacre. Yeah. Okay. Jim Wynorski. Cheers. <laughs> Those were all words. Yeah, that that actually exist. <laughs> they actually exist, and they made as much sense as a Jim Wynorski script. Oh, yeah. to you. <laughs> what do you got, sir? Oh, 1988's The Blob, directed by Chuck Russell. I uh, recently rewatched this, and I am happy to report this movie holds up extremely well. I love this movie. One of my favorite creature features from the 80s. You've really? seen this, right? You know, I've seen a couple of the blobs, and I get them confused. I know I've seen the one from the 50s, and uh, the one from 88. Uh, uh, who, who stars in it? Uh, Kevin Dillon, Shawnee yep, Smith. I've seen yep. it. Great movie. Uh, Frank Darabont actually uh, had part in writing the screenplay for this. Hmm. That was really cool. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to go into the story. Meteor crashes. There's a big slimy thing that... Kills people. There you go. But it's it's a really fun '80s movie, and the special effects are fantastic. Uh, this is back in the days before CGI. Thank God, because the effects hold up extremely well. Uh, there is very few effects in this movie that I uh, that that I was like, oh, that looks fake. Other than like some green screen type stuff, the actual the actual practical gore effects are fantastic and they hold up so well in this movie uh, which is why i think it's almost timeless is you can actually see the effects on screen and it's not like early cgi or anything it's uh it's just it's great you know they're going to remake this so going back to the rabbit trail what director should remake it oh um kenneth Branagh. Nah. <laughs> no i know um the blob boy i don't know um because this movie is very, very 80s. So obviously, uh, whatever would come next would be very modern. And uh, It's going to be CGI heavy. You know this yeah. is going to happen, right? Yeah. Maybe the guy that did uh, Evil Dead remake. He, Because I, I, I trust him with how he did Evil Dead remake. And this new uh, Don't Breathe coming out looks really good. And it's been getting really good reviews. So maybe that guy. If we, if we want to stick with who would be a... No, I know. A, I, hold on. I know who should do it. Shit, I can't remember the movie that oh, I just watched from him not too long ago that I absolutely loved. And he has the... Oh, he's got a movie coming out soon. Uh, the, the guy that did the Blair Witch remake. Oh, yes. Wingard. Nice. Wingard. Yeah, Adam yeah. Wingard. I want Adam Wingard to do the Blob remake. There you go. And and get, get a really good effects artist on board to do all practical effects. Preferably a guy from uh, The Thing. Um Drawing a blank right now. Oh, that's your hey. That this is your wheelhouse. What, what what's uh? Damn it. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, while you think it, uh, I will. While you think it, Jesus. <laughs> Somehow I still hey, managed to be even, everyone. Even, yeah. even worse than you. I know. I got one more that I want to get out there, and then okay. and then you can do one more, and we'll we'll call it a night. Okay. Um, Black Widow from 1987. A federal investigator tracks down a gold-dinging woman who moves from husband to husband, kills them, and collects the inheritance. I... Man, what made you watch that? 
That uh, uh, 1987. That's okay, what, that's what made me watch it. Again, this this was in the background while I'm doing stuff, but 1987, I, I was just kind of in the mood for that kind of a thriller. I Surfing on Netflix, and it's like everything's current, looks like shit, or it's ultra old, and I'm not barely interested. But then there's this thing that maybe is a thing, and you know what? I enjoyed the movie. I didn't love it. Uh, I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it. It had an interesting plot, interesting kind of little twists and turns along the way. I kind of predicted how it was going to go in the third act, and and it went kind of that way. It was totally worth a watch. I'm glad I watched it. Um, will I be watching it again? I say kind of no now. It's kind of a one and done, but it's also something that I could see myself a decade or two from now going, oh, I seem to recall liking that. I should give it another <laughs> shot. One of those. Yeah, one of those. Uh, am I telling you to watch it? No, but if you're in the mood for a... 1987 kind of thriller you know you there there is something about the warm blanket that is that look and feel of that late 80s thriller where it's like i i want to keep watching this yeah is it like basic instinct ish is that it's not even not even quite that r-rated it would be right before that r-rated okay. it would have been the basic instinct right before basic instinct fatal attraction so, maybe I have never watched that movie. Oh, that's a good movie. I, it's in my queue. I need to watch it. I yeah. just I haven't got around to it. But I didn't. I did want to chat it up in case that because the uh, uh, the cover art on Netflix is pretty compelling. It's very simple, very under the skinish, just black widow, a f- weird face, and you're like, you mm. or me? It's hmm, nineteen eighty seven. Hmm, yeah, Deborah Winger. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched it, sir. So you're good. Okay. If if you're in, if you're in the mood for that kind of late '80s thriller thing, then you know what? Write it out. Might be a might be a decent treadmill movie for you. Okay. Other than that, I'm I'm not over here telling you to hurt yourself to watch it. Okay. But it definitely kind of scratched that itch of I don't want to watch this new bullshit, and I don't want to watch that old bullshit. I'm right in the middle. Yeah. Good for a two hour time. Kill. Yeah. 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 Background. Okay. Okay, over to you. One more. Okay, and, we'll um, and just FYI, Rob Botin is who. I was there you go. Of. Yes, Rob Botin as the effects artist. Um, okay, so now I'm going to throw this your way as far as what review you want me to uh, do. Do you want me to do a uh, late '90s, early 2000s science fiction movie, or uh, an early '80s, really slimy? Uh, grindhousey review movie. Well, you already did the blob, so I'll go with the first one of the late '90s, early 2000s sci-fi thing. Okay, which you have seen this movie. In fact, this is probably another one that we watched in the theater together, uh, and that is Imposter. Um, no. This is 2001. This is uh, the Gary Sinise movie. Oh, I know the movie. Okay. We did not watch this in the theater. Okay. I'm guessing that you probably watched it. Did you see it in the theater? No. Okay. I watched it on DVD and I was like, dude, you got to oh, see yeah. this. This is a gem. Yeah. I, upon rewatch, I kind of felt like it slips a little bit. It's, it's not quite as amazing as I remember, but, uh, I still like the movie. Yep. Well, I, uh, I, I never picked up the Blu-ray. It's now out of print. But the reason I never picked up the Blu-ray for cheap uh, was because it was the PG-13 
uh, edited version. And I recall this movie uh, on DVD being very much an R-rated movie, and it is. And I still have the DVD, and so I rewatched the DVD. I've been wanting to rewatch it for a long time, and I rarely watch DVDs, but I'm like, I, ah, damn it, I want to watch this movie again. I'm, 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 I'm shocked and amazed. What did you watch it on? That you can still watch a DVD. Oh, I, this was when we were in Florida. I had the DVD with me. Oh, okay. And, yeah, okay. so popped in a cheap little DVD player and done. But uh, yeah, where it still looks yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it? Isn't amazing how yeah. it still looks good yeah. when you watch it on comparable <laughs> uh, material. Yeah, no, no surround sound. Just through the TV. <laughs> but no, I, guess- I, I trust me. I totally. I'm. I'm Right there, sir. I, I still have materials that can play DVDs and VHS, yeah. and it doesn't hurt your eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> but this one here was a fun movie. It still is, It like you said, it has been a bit dated, especially with the CGI and what not going on. It's like back in the day, I could see this being cutting edge. But at this point, I'm like, eh, it's getting a little bit dated in that. But I love the storyline, and I love I love the ending of this movie which i will not spoil but i will say the movie uh it's about uh an alien race they're using androids as bombs to attack the earth and there's uh there's these their government agents are out to basically to torture people to try and get them to either confess or show that they are actually uh, these aliens carrying bombs which is really interesting subject matter considering you know the yeah, time where we are today. Where we are today, yeah. and this movie came out January fourth, two thousand two, and this was dumped in the theaters. I remember this thing just came and went, just bloop, gone, and it was PG thirteen. And I do wonder if after nine eleven happened, if uh, this movie was just let's just slide this one through. You know, uh, yeah. and cut it back because it is very much an R-rated movie with the subject matter, with the language. Everything about it is very hard R and uh, like, man, they must have really butchered this thing to get it to PG-13. Uh, but like I said, the Blu-ray was PG-13, so I had no interest in that. Uh, but man, that ending is still just kick ass. I dug this movie. Good movie. I agree. And it was on uh, the repeat viewings where I saw its datedness, and mostly it was not plot-related, it was just like uh, big backgrounds of cityscapes where they had CG that just was dodgy. Yeah. Stuff like that where it's like, ah, okay, you're kind of pulling me out of it a little bit, yeah. but uh, what are you going to do? I mean, yeah, it is what it is. I still thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Yeah, Philip K. Dick was the, he had, it was based on his short story, The Imposter, um, but man, it's a good movie. And this is uh, one of those, uh, very little seen gems. I think I agree. Okay. Uh, we're getting on in time. So anything else you want to add for this? Are you ready to wrap up? We're done. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I mean, I've, of course I've got uh, other, I, I'm actually curious. Have you ever watched chaos on the deck? What is that? It's an hour long documentary about the origins of star Trek next generation. William Shatner, interviews uh, i think I, I did i i've watched i've watched a lot of uh documentaries about star trek and and the, there's so many about the the captains and chaos yeah. and the, they all cross over and i can't remember which ones but okay because i watched i watched that recently and i'm like i'm wondering if eric watched that thing so i've watched i i, I try to watch every single one of them i can yeah it was good but anyway okay <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Great review. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, should, we tease, I, should we tease what's coming next? Sure. We'll go ahead and tease what's uh, what's coming next. I, I'm, I have to go first. Um, I have so many Blu-rays and DVDs on my stack that I can't even count. I've been watching a couple of documentaries, and I've been watching a little more TV because... Yeah, I like my food shows, and sometimes watching all this roulette shit is, is tiring, and I've been, uh, oh, so tired from work. Yeah. I am ready for summer to go the fuck away. Yeah. Just go away. Bring on fall and relax my work hours so I can get on to watching, have more time to watch the shit that I want to. I haven't, I haven't had time to watch the movies I want. I haven't had time to watch the, play the video games that I want to play. It's just been chaos, and yeah. so, I know I've been teasing shit like Tree of Life Blu-ray, and it's like, I ain't got time to sit down and watch a three-hour movie. Uh, anyway, I have a, a massive amount of crap that I'm... Trust me, I'll get to it. I will be bringing you more reviews that you don't care about... No. ...as soon as humanly possible. Okay. Over to you. Um, I have a, a movie called A Midnight Clear on Blu-ray that I've uh, been... I watched it one time back on VHS, and uh, I recall loving the movie, and so I imported the movie, and that is going to be watched probably before next episode. Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't even heard of it. What's it about? It's uh, it's about uh, towards the end of World War II. There's uh, the Germans, and I, I'm not, I believe the Americans. Like they're like things are winding down, but. There's kind of a standoff, and then they kind of become friends, and something happens, and <laughs> the Canadians get involved. Canadians, and, and, and yeah, they were they're smuggling maple syrup across the border, yeah, and riding yeah. riding elks, and, yeah, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they're eating each other, and <laughs> because of the Wendigo, and then yeah. So anyway, stay tuned for <laughs> stay tuned for that review coming up next episode. Wow, yeah. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. I'm Eric Warner. And I'm Jim Weaver. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening.